Welcome to the Pin Leader Podcast, where strategic leaders get straight to the topics, strengthening our awareness and sharpening our minds. The Pin Leader Podcast is produced by Roar, a production division of Maze and Associates LTD. Find out more at www.mazeassociatesltd.com. Now here is your award-winning host, Dr. Shan DeGore. And welcome back to the Pin Leader Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about finding and valuing talent. And I have with me Miss Sharon Davis, who has more than 22 years of experience working in the area of human resources. She is the Premier Bank Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resource Officer. She's held a number of positions uh, in this role. She has successfully led HR teams in growth of organizations beyond a $2.8 billion to $8.7 billion over a six-year period, which is very powerful. And she's known for engaging her employees and consistently putting initiatives managing turnover at a 22% or less, which is amazing too. And she has oversight of an employer of choice committee, which focuses on employee engagement, resulting in a 98% participation rate and an 81% of favorability rating. She's been known and describes herself as being, and I love this part, I love this part, courageous and a strategic business leader that focuses on positive employee engagement while ensuring she is serving as an effective business partner. And I, I will say too, she is a University of South Alabama graduate, Bachelor's of Human Resource, and a Master's of Business Administration. So welcome to Sharon Davis to the show. Good afternoon, Dr. Gore. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. I get excited about all of it, especially with the statistics on all that you've done and how you've really quantified how this recruitment and the retention can really impact an organization. This is, these are amazing numbers. Yes, I, I am a firm believer that going after the right talent, the solid talent and making sure that you can retain and engage them, that will help make for a better organization. So taking the time to make sure that you have your hiring process correctly, the selection process, as well as the appropriate members of the team engaged will help lead to successful hiring of employees. No, that's interesting too. It seems like it's a passion about what you're doing. You've been doing it for a long time and obviously very successfully. Is that true that this is your passion? Oh, yes. I am actually very passionate about my job. I learned at an early age, um, I had a mentor that shared with me that you want to make sure that what you're doing is not like work, that it's like fun. And so really every day in the world of HR is fun to me. More importantly, because I'm educated on it, I have the schooling, I have the certifications, but I'm also passionate about my employees, my team, my company, making sure that we're successful. But in the world of HR, you have to have passion because you are impacting people. You are impacting their daily lives. What goes on in their work environment can trickle to what goes on at home. So providing a stable work environment open work environment, a great culture helps make a difference to the employees that we have. So I am very passionate about one, making sure that our employees are taken care of, but in that taking care of making sure that they're engaged and understand how important they are for us to be able to be as successful as a business as we are. It's interesting. You talk about the culture specifically. I did read it on a G2 website that focuses on business and software to help HR professionals that 
45% of job seekers consider company culture before they even apply for a job. Would you agree with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because these days there's so many services, there's so many consultants, there's so many vendors that can provide the duties of a lot of jobs. And so companies can have the ability to outsource. But culture is extremely important to job seekers because they want to make sure that they fit in, that they enjoy what they're doing. If you were to look at our employee engagement survey and look at the number one question or one of the questions that says, what keeps you happy at work and what keeps you engaged? A lot of people say that number one answer is the team, the team environment and who you work with. So maintaining a good culture, having a solid culture, but more or less living it day in to day out and having the executives model the way, make it extremely important. And so the way job seekers see that is they go on Indeed, they go on Glassdoor, they even look at our websites to see what our employees, how they're rating us, what they're saying us, and how they're describing our culture. Mm -hmm. Each organization has different cultures, but that's why the job seekers like to determine if it's a fit by researching what I just described or even asking those questions during their interviews. That's a good point concerning the seeking, the intentional looking for a new job, looking for the opportunity. I did see another statistic that said 70% of workforce are talent, are passive talent, meaning that they are not even really seeking, but they happen to come across or referred. Do you agree with that too? Yeah, I would say in addition to the come across or referred, it would be more of the direct solicitation. One of the things I'm key with my talent um, acquisition team is we are going after passive candidates. We want to go after people that are engaged at their job, that are happy what they're doing. But our goal is to present them a better opportunity, a more exciting opportunity where they can bring that skill set and background to us and may have not necessarily been on the market. So direct going after um, talent is a very key thing in being successful in the recruitment arena as well. Well, I want to give you kudos for even doing your assessments and taking a look at your cultural engagement surveys. Some organizations do engagement surveys and you don't hear too much about them after they're done, but you actively use that data to help with recruitment. Oh, absolutely. Um, I am a firm believer. Our goal is to be an employer of choice, and we continue towards working um, towards an employer of choice. As you noted towards the beginning of our conversation, Dr. Gore, um, as an HR professional, I am very metrics driven. So whenever we are recruiting commercial lending, accounting, finance executives, they're used to numbers. They want to know your numbers and want to know your data. So it's very important. Currently, we do an employee engagement survey on an annual basis. We give our employees five business days to get it done because I'm a believer in if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. If they're not, they're not. (laughs) That's right. Um, And so we give them five business days and um, we do have some incentives as well as a leaderboard. I'm sure that we're managing the process and keeping everyone engaged, but also giving that anonymity too, because anonymous is very important. We're trying to get good candid feedback. And so we've had success over the years, you know, starting out as low as um, 85 to 88 participation rate, as you stated, up to a 98 participation rate. And then for our industry that we're in, it would tell you that you are doing well if you're at the 76% of favorability. And as of this last year, we are at that 81%. Excellent. So a key driver there is just taking the data 
and then making sure we work from the data and work making sure we work to make improvements and changes based on what feedback our employees are sharing with us. Now, because you've got this experience and you know you're using the instruments and the tools to help you make informed decisions on how to recruit, where to recruit, and what to look for, what advice do you give leaders on the best practices to find and keep talent? Okay. Um, so there's a couple of things. I think these days we have to be open on flexibility and the type of work schedule, um, whether hybrid, whether remote. I think that's a very key thing. Mentioned earlier about being able to be flexible with your employees and being able to give them um, accessibility to training, growing, developing. We talked about culture. You know, I always tell people an interview is a two-way street. So making sure that one, they're a culture fit, but then two, making sure you're clear on the culture and, and that you feel like they would be a good fit with what's going on in your organization. That's also important. Another key thing is, again, we talked about the passive candidate being proactive going out searching for candidates it's all you know it's, it's like a courting stage with some of your top candidates they may not want to come right right now mm-hmm. but economies change industry changes they may want to uh, make a move in a six to nine um, month period so once you do make that reach out making sure that you're continuing to build relationships and then once you build those relationships not only do you want to get referrals from your current employees that are doing really well, if you reach out and have a solid connection of somebody you came across, ask them for solid referrals as well to be able to go look for talent. So recruitment is a very um, tough field this day because talent is in high demand, especially great talent. Mm-hmm. So having flexibility in your practices and adaptability on how you're um, going after talent is key. But then the next thing that comes around that is making sure that you've got competitive compensation if you're going after talent. So making sure you're keeping up with market trends and competitive pay to make sure that once you find that talent, you're able to offer them a a package that's going to pique their interest and have them step away of something they may have not considered stepping away from. That's interesting about the, well, you've done equity studies, obviously, too, that falls into that. But I compensation has been a big discussion because of the challenges that are for small businesses. I believe you can do it. You just have to stay on top of the trend and make sure the value is there so you can attract good, solid talent and then keep them. Absolutely. And then the other thing too is, you know, there are soft things that are not necessarily drivers of dollars. Culture is a big one. Flexibility is a big one. Time off is a big one. Hybrid work schedules. So even when you talked about some of the smaller businesses, in addition to their actual dollars in terms of compensation, there are some soft side items that do attract strong individuals that may are comfortable at their compensation um, stage and are looking for other options, such as more time off or more flexibility and work schedule, different time and work schedule. Those are things to take into consideration as well. I think it's very important that flexibility is key here concerning your policies. Uh, You have to have policies in place, but again, you can, especially if you're managing it and if you are the president and you can make those decisions concerning that flexibility that we're looking at the value of our workforce 
and making sure you're retaining them because it could be where another culture is starting to look at them as a talent and saying, you know what, our culture does this X, Y, Z. Would you consider, you know, coming over? And it, to your point, it's not just about the pay. Right. Absolutely. It's about the fit, the environment, flexibility, adaptability, stability of the company. Where does the company see itself in a three to five year period? So there are multiple things that job seekers should actually you know, take into consideration when they're looking to make a move. Mm -hmm. What challenges do you expect organizational leaders face now, perhaps, you know, compared to maybe five years ago? Yeah, I will say with the baby boomers aging out, finding a workforce that wants to work the hours that are needed to work. That's extremely important. Um, We're also losing a lot of knowledge with this transition of the workforce. So have companies done the proper thing they need to do to train um, the two to three people to make sure that they're able to take on those additional responsibilities. Um, After the pandemic, the dynamic around compensation has changed tremendously. So are are you able to meet those demands or are able to have those subjective items to get the talent. Are you able to offer a flexible work environment where maybe you only hired in one state, but now you're open to three or four states um, because you're a more flexible work environment? So I think the the biggest advice I would give is kind of go after your talent, go outside of your footprint if you're not getting the success you need, be open-minded to your talent, talk to them, see if they're a good fit, and then try to be flexible to their needs to make sure you can attract them to the organization. So I would say adaptability and flexibility and the way you go about talent and the way you try to attract them to the organization. Those are key things I would keep in um, keep in mind. So this leads me to my question about the leadership, because what you're talking about is a leader who can become very self-aware, can look at their organization fairly and know where they are and to be able to actively go out and recruit great talent. You know, what are the top three characteristics of an effective leader, especially in this area of recruitment and retention? Yeah, I think um, if I had to say top three characteristics, being proactive in recruitment is very key. The reason why I say proactive, Dr. Gore, is because most organizations have their maybe key five to six roles that they know that they have or know that they're going to need. So building that pipeline ahead of schedule, cultivating those relationships, know where those people are. And if you can have that pipeline and be prepared when and if you have an opening because you've already built relationships, you've talked to people, you've explained the role, you've got them engaged. I think that is a key thing these days is is that proactiveness. Um, I've already talked about the second one I would say is adaptive and I would put adaptability and flexibility. All talent is, isn't the same these days. Um, so people have different expectations. They have different ways they want to work. They have culture expectations. So being open and adaptable to saying, if this person is a right fit for our organization, we're going to be flexible and doing what we can attract them to the team. So I would say I would put adaptability and flexibility there. And then the third thing I would say is, I'm going to give you two words there, is openness and open in communication. Oftentimes people forget that we may think we know things and think we have communicated, but people want to have that interaction. They want to know what's going on. Um, They want to get that information. They want to have transparency. So I think being open-minded in your willingness to share, being transparent and communicating with candidates and seeing where they are in the process, giving them clear expectations on communication of what they can expect in the job. What does the first six months look like? What is the first one? 
year look like? So I think that openness and communication also makes for an effective leader as well. No, I was wondering too, it's like, what are the resources? I'd love to know what you are reading, what's on uh, your tabletop or, you know, what you're carrying around that you like to refer to. Any resources that you can recommend? So lately, the latest book has been by a mother-daughter duo by Joan Williams and Rachel Dempsey. It's What Works for Women at Work. And so um, in the industry I am, it is primarily male-dominated. So it's helping me learn how I can be an effective partner, how I can um, effectively support my um, colleagues and work closely with them while still being respected as an HR leader. So it just gives you dynamics of different things to go above and beyond or ways to be observant or ways to interact with your peers so that you can be effective in your job. So that's kind of at the top of my list right now. And I'm, I'm getting into that and trying to put in place some of the things I'm learning there. Excellent. Now, I will ask you, because we are talking about pen leaders, you're describing pen leaders to a T. And that is, again, that strength in being able to weather challenges and being that flexible and adaptable person, being sharp, uh, having the education experience, which you have, but also that understanding of what you need to have to be able to actively recruit someone. And then it sounds like, again, a course of action and planning. This is strategic planning at its best, especially when we're talking about succession planning. Yes. Would you agree or would you rank any of those and, and the level of importance? I think um, in terms of criticality and the, the things that you described, I think when you have a solid workforce, the, the first thing it's is they always say it's easy to keep the people that you have, especially if they're performing at the level they need to. So employee engagement and retention, I would say it would be at the top top level. Okay. And with that employee engagement and retention, making sure that they also have an opportunity for career progression. Are there opportunities for career growth? Do they know their structure? Do they know what paths they're taking? So once you take care of your own, which I'm a firm believer in taking care of your own, then they're going to help you bring talent and they're going to be the mouthpiece to make sure when you bring in new talent of telling why you have such a great organization. So the second thing I'd say is going after your external talent, bringing in strong talent talent. And then once you bring them in, making sure they're engaged, they understand the process, they are enjoying what's going on, they feel it's an employer of choice. So taking that I would then say that next step is succession planning. So you've got your good talent, you've re- doing your recruitment, then you're looking at those roles of saying, okay, how can we go to next level management and leadership? How can we cross train? How can we give these leaders other roles or other op- opportunities for them to step outside of their comfort zone to see if they can be successful? So yes, in a changing quick change in environment that we are now, and especially with the changes of work expectations and the, the workforce being tight, I think doing everything we can to retain and engage. And then with that group, keeping them focused on growth and development will then lead to having success in your succession planning and making sure you've got the talent to grow with the organization. Excellent. I, I can't thank you enough for all of that wisdom and experience and that give back to make sure that overall you're helping other cultures, not even just your own, but it sounds like, again, 
you sound like you're a great mentor and a coach to others that are actually on your team. I think so. Here at Premier, we do have a mentor program, and I am uh, I'm very um, positive and participatory in that program. And I like to take leaders outside of the HR field. I would consider some of my strengths is accountability as well as the ability to drive the business and helping the employees grow. So those are some of the key areas when I take on mentees is helping them get to their goal, holding them accountable of getting there, and then given them the proper tools to set them up for success. Excellent. So thank you again for your time and your knowledge in this area. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Dr. Gore. I appreciate you having me on. So remember to subscribe to the Pin Leader Podcast. Keep these topic areas in the forefront of your mind, especially if you're running a small, even a large organization that, again, the talent pools, how we go about recruitment and retaining that talent really falls on us. And they're looking, but may not. And so knowing and identifying those that would be a good fit for organization, meaning good fit, meaning in our culture uh, is so critically important. So until next time. The Pen Leader Podcast is hosted by Dr. Shanda Gore and brought to you by Mason Associates LTD, creating customized solutions for growth in the areas of leadership development, strategic planning, and culture building. Find out more at www.maysassociatesltd.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pen Leader Podcast and share with others.